Good morning, Reach family. We are excited for you guys to be joining us again to our online service here at Reach Community Church. Um, as you may see behind me, and if you're familiar with Reach, I've uh, been here prior to our stay-at-home order. You recognize these chairs as the ones that we sit on every Sunday. And, and they're intentionally placed behind me because we have a, a big announcement. Next week, June the 7th, will be our first indoor public service. And at the end of this message, I'm going to kind of give you a little details of what that's going to look like. And depending on when you're watching this on Sunday, we may have already had our first public outdoor service uh, here at the center. Uh, but we're excited for you guys to join us online. And just know this. If you don't feel comfortable coming to public services, yet we get it, and we will continue to provide the same online experience that you've had over the last 10 weeks. And we're grateful for you joining in and tuning in here. So we love you guys, and we're grateful for you. So we're going to jump right in to the Word this morning. We're in this series called Unstuck. If you've not, if you've not seen any of them, you can check them out on our YouTube channel. They're, they're all, our, all there. There's three before this. Um, but here, here's the one thing that I want to talk about today with being unstuck. It says the quickest way to get unstuck is to take one step forward. And so here's, here's a question for you, those that have tuned in over the last three weeks. How is the getting unstuck? How's it going? And I know we've, we've hit you with a lot of stuff, whether it would be with relationships, whether it be with money last week and great testimony um, from John and Caroline. But the truth is a lot of things have probably hit you in the face and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I need to get working on. And I know that it can be overwhelming the amount of work that you may think you have to do to get unstuck in these areas in your life. And here's what I want to tell you this morning. There's an old kind of fun saying that says, how do you eat an elephant? And you've heard this before, I'm sure. One bite at a time. The same is true with getting unstuck. You may not know how to get all the way out of the mud, but everyone can start moving forward with one step. And that's what today's message is going to be all about, is that if you're overwhelmed, the best thing that you can do, the quickest way to get unstuck is to take one step forward. And we understand there's a tension in all of us to know that it's not easy. It could be a long, tough road ahead, but it is worth it. And so before we get in the Word, I just want to pray uh, that God would give us the patience and grace to move forward. So let's pray. Dearly Father, it is by Your grace and mercy that we even have breath in our lungs, the ability to receive this information that's coming to us, and the ability to move forward. So we need Your peace and grace to understand that You are with us, that You are our strength, that You are our power, that You are our encouragement, that Your Word tells us in the Great Commission that You will be with us always. And Lord, we want to lean into that as we move forward, as we decide to take a step forward. And Lord, we just declare that we trust you, that you have us going in a direction when we're moving out of being unstuck that's in your purpose and is part of who you've designed us to be. So help us move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's something that I do a lot of time when we're publicly together is I ask you to raise your hand, but then I tell you not to. And so since you're at home, I'm just going to say you can do this. Uh, for 
If you've been a lifelong procrastinator, just raise your hand right now. Right? Raise your hand high. You know, you're in your house. It's all right. You can raise your hand. The truth is a lot of us are lifelong procrastinators. We, we think it's easier to let that thing wait or, or not do it. And the problem with most of that is a lot of things never get done. A lot of big things that God's trying to direct us towards, to move us into, we fail to step into because we're like, oh, maybe later. And one of the biggest killers of us moving out of being stuck is that life of procrastination. I just want you to know that the Bible is filled with first steps. It's filled with stories of God telling people that they are now in charge of this great and grand thing that they have to do. Abraham was one of those. He had to start walking. Can you imagine? He's, he's in his homeland in a, in a people group that didn't just wander off. I know we travel and go from state to state and one side of the country or other side of the world. But in his day, they didn't do that. But God spoke to him and he walked. He had to take a first step. Joseph had lots of first steps. One of them was being thrown into a sister and one of them was to be so, um, sold as a slave. And, and then after that, imprisoned. He had lots of, like after getting being brought up out of the cistern, taken over cistern, just to, I feel like I'm slurring that word a bit, that's like a well. Um, he had to step into that. Well, then he was a slave, and so he had to take steps of being faithful, still understanding that God had given him this vision for what, what his life was going to be, and, and he kept moving forward. And that forward momentum took him exactly to where God wanted him to be. Moses was told by God to go back into Egypt. After he fled Egypt for murdering someone, God's telling him to go back to free his people and Moses had to turn and head in that direction. He had to take a step. And of course, Jesus was a baby. He literally had a first step. That's, you know, a little funny. I get it, I get it. And so what I want to do this morning, and we're going to intentionally be a little shorter with our message because um, some of us are going to be outside and it's potentially going to be hot um, and windy and all these other things. But um, I, I want to jump right into some texts that are going to speak to this desire in us to move forward. 1 Peter chapter 2, um, verses 4 and 5. It says, as you, uh, as you come to... To him, talking about Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ. He's building us block by block. And it continues on down in verse 9. It says, But you are a royal, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Man, if you can't grasp that and understand that you can get through anything God wants you to get out of. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim His excellencies of Him who called you out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. Just like we talked about in Matthew 11 in week 1. 
that He called us to Himself to, to take off that other yoke that we've put on ourselves, that, that darkness, and put it on this new yoke of purpose in His kingdom. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you, were, you had not received mercy, but now you receive mercy. And here's really the text that I, I wanted on. I was just thinking about like, and, and I'm not saying that we're wrapping up our series right now, but like I, I just want to, like there's all these things going on. How do we get, because I, I know over the last few weeks that there's things that you've been just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I can do with my marriage or my other relationships that are broken right now. I don't know what I can do with my finances and I'm glad that they had a great testimony, but I don't know if that can be me. And so this, this word out of James, this verse out of James, just kind of just hit me as I was thinking about the struggle that we're all in. And one of the things that we're going to do, and, and I, I truly believe most of the steps that we need to take are, are, are steps of obedience into what God speaks to us to do. Plain and simple. But James, chapter 1, verses 22... It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, so deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being not a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And I truly believe, I believe this morning, that you may not know how to get to where God wants you to go. I don't think Abraham but you can go back and look at the story, did either. He didn't know where he was going necessarily. Joseph had a dream, but he didn't know how he was going to get there. Moses surely, in his crazy story, even before this point, wasn't sure what was going to happen next, but they all heard from the Lord and walked in obedience to it. And I just want to tell you that as you're reading the Word, as you're hearing the Word, there's going to be things that God's going to speak to your hearts. If you want to know the living God, you have to act His Word out. And I'm going to tell you, in, in our country, more than ever, if you're paying attention to what's going on in our media right now, more than ever, we as believers need to walk out who we are in Christ. Our country is broken and hurting over some of these events that have gone on. And to be truly honest, if we would just be people of grace that understand that God is the one that pulls people to Himself. God is the one who chooses a, 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 a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He drafts those people in. And we have such a divided country right now. We have to be people that do the Word, that walk in forgiveness, that walk in love, that don't walk in judgment, that walk in a place of going. We want to be the place of healing and change. And if that's going to happen, one thing is true, is that you cannot walk out what you read if you don't read. 
So if you're not in the Word, you're not hearing what He's asking you to do, you cannot walk that out, plain and simple. So my, my number one for you today is to get in the Word and let the Word tell you what to do next. The Word will help shape and mold the way you think and feel. Period. But if we're going to know God, we have to see His Word and walk it out. And there's so many texts that talk about how we interact with people, how we walk out our finances, how we walk out these relationships with other people and walk in grace and mercy. But we have to be doers of that Word and not just merely hearers. And I, I just have to say, me, and I fall in this camp sometimes. I'm not sitting here on my high horse going, oh, I always do what is right. But like, be completely honest. The biggest problem with our Christian culture around us is that we've heard a lot of text but we choose to or fail to live that truth out. We talk about it as truth. We memorize it as truth. But most of the time we forget it. And it's the same thing that's happened the last two weeks. You've heard a truth about relationships. You've heard a truth about how you don't want to be slave to the lender. But there, there's this thing going on inside of you. You're going like, I don't know that if I can. And I'm just going to tell you, you have to take a step forward. If your finances finances are in a wreck, you have to do something about that. You have to change the way you did before. If your marriage or relationships are in the dump right now, you have to do things differently. And so my, my first question, which I'll get back to this in a little bit about what's your first step, because that's what we're going to end with today, is to be honest. What, what have you done in the last two weeks about your relationship to make it better? What have you done in the last week to try to get out of that stuck life of being overwhelmed by your debt? What have you done? Should it be fixed already? Probably not. I, I, likelihood, if it's broken or stuck, it's going to take a little bit. But what are you doing? That's what we're talking about. What was your step? There's a great story uh, a parable that Jesus used in Matthew 25 where he tells about um, giving his servants some talents for them to invest while he's gone. And then he goes off. It's the story. You know, the, the landowner gives, or the Lord gives um, these talents to people and um, two of them do great things with it, make some return. They give to the master when he comes back. One of hides does nothing with it, buries it, gives the master back what he gave him to begin with. He didn't steal from him, but he stole the potential of what the master wanted done with that. But there's a line in it <clears throat> in Matthew 25, verses 21. This is one of the ones that did well. So said, his master said to him, and this is something that as believers we should long to hear from Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. Listen to this next line. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Our, our, our one thing at the beginning is, is the quickest way to get unstuck is to take one step forward. Have you been faithful in the little? Because to be completely honest... 
uh, having a good marriage isn't about, about grand gestures of love. It's about thousands and hundreds of thousands of little gestures of love. And same thing with our finances. Having a good life that is measured with margin and you can be generous with your money because you're faithful with it. It's not one grand gesture, it's lots of little choices that you make. And it's the same thing as we look in getting unstuck in our life. And this is what Jesus is saying, you've been faithful with the little. Be, and this is what I'm telling you this morning, this is, what, this is where I want to land. Be faithful with the little. So you may go, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do, but maybe one thing in one of the messages over the last few weeks have just kind of stuck with you, but you're failing, you're procrastinating that first step. So what I would tell you is just like going back to that little saying at the beginning, how do you eat an elephant? Eat one bite at a time. What is your first bite in what God's asking you to get unstuck in? What is it? What is your first step this week? And I want you, but before you leave where you're at, I want you to document what is your step. What is your thing that you're intentionally going to do this week? Not later, not at some point, but this week to take a step forward into a life that is unstuck. It's not in this place of just being fixed, where you're moving forward, where you've got on that yoke of purpose that Jesus gives you that is for the service to the kingdom, that you have a a marriage and finances and all these other things that are taking little steps forward, that you're in the Word, but you're not just hearing it, you're not just reading it, you're doing the Word. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. That's what I want us to pray with as, as we close this part. And then I'm going to give you a little uh, what's next for reach. Is what's your next step? And, and to be completely honest, some of you that are watching, uh, your first step may be saying yes to a relationship with Jesus. And it's a journey. Not just this like, oh yes, I want to be a part of Jesus' team so I can go to heaven one day. Surrendering and submitting to Jesus is choosing to allow Him to be number one. Him to be the one that directs. Jesus is not a co-pilot. Hear this. And I know they intend well with those bumper stickers, but Jesus is the one that we follow, not the one that, you know, we kind of, hey, we're going to go here. And so this, this moment may be a moment that you just say, Jesus... I can't do this without you, and I need you. And here's the truth. Jesus made lots of first steps after his first step. But every one of those steps led him right to the cross. And that cross was intentional so that you could have freedom, so that you could walk in his grace and mercy and have a relationship again with the Father. You can experience forgiveness because of what he did for you on the cross. But you have to acknowledge your need. You have to surrender to follow him the rest of your life. And you can do that really. The the beginning is easy. The work is difficult. But you can say today in a, a very short prayer, God, I want to be yours. I want to begin that journey. And if you begin a journey today, if you say that prayer, that's not just, that's not it. 
It's not the finish line. It, it's the beginning. And we would love to be a part of that journey. You can email us at info at reachcommunitychurch.com and just tell us. I said yes to Jesus. Help me hear, be a hearer and a doer of the Word. Help me follow Him faithfully. And we'd love to stand alongside of you. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it's by Your mercy and Your grace and for Your joy that You call people into Your kingdom. It is for Your purpose that You take off our old yoke and You put on this one that is light and easy. Not easy, but good. And so, Lord, I pray that You would give us the yoke that is good, the yoke that is light, and You help us walk into the labor of Your kingdom. And Lord, today, as I pray that You would just deposit for ideas for first steps into the hearers of this Word. And I pray that that, that first step would be a catalyst to thousands of other steps that lead them to You that lead them to be an integral part of your kingdom coming here on earth. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, thank you for being part of our service. I'm going to give you a little bit of details um, you'll get if you're on our email list. If you're not on our email list and you want details like this, uh, you can go to our website, reachcommunitychurch.com. You can go to the bottom and you can subscribe to our newsletter right there on our front page and you'll get updates like this in detail. You'll get our uh, online service announcements of when they're coming out and all that good stuff. So what's next? First, and I said this at the beginning, first, we understand that there are many that don't feel comfortable yet to come to public service yet. And we completely understand that. So know this, we'll continue to offer the same online service like we have for the last 10 weeks for the next coming weeks, probably all through this summer. Who knows? Maybe forever. No promises. For those who are ready, here's our plan, and this is, this is a, a, a condensed version. You'll get a, a longer version. Our plan is to have our first indoor public service next Sunday, June the 7th. We'll return to our normal service times at 9 and 1045. They will be a shortened service to limit our time together in the room. Surfaces will be cleaned before and after every surface service, coming in and out, the doorways, the bathrooms, and all those good things. Uh, we're, we're sad to say that for now, we will not be offering kids ministry. It is just too difficult, and you'll know this, to social distance kids. You ever tried that with a two-year-old? Like, hey, don't go over there and play with that child. So for right now, we won't have that. We will have, like we've always had in the hallway, a speaker that's going to be putting what's going on in our service out in the hallway, and there'll be chairs in the hallway, and we'll have one of the back rooms open that a parent can take a child to and still hear the service. And, and, but that's up to you. We, we completely understand. Uh, we're going to open up our main room. If you've been in our building before, you understand that there's a retractable wall that's at the back of our worship center. We're going to 
we're going to take the wall away, which will make the room bigger, and we're going to set up the chairs in family pods that are going to be, uh, you know, six feet away from the other pods. So the room's going to be spread out so that you, we can social distance in the room. That'll be in here. Uh, and we're going to do everything that we can to maintain uh, the safety of those that walk in our building. So we're not, we're going to ask people, uh, as much as we love the handshakes, the high fives and the hugs, we're going to say, let's just do a, a wave and, you know, like maybe a, like this kind of hug where you're six feet apart. Um, and we're also going to have hand sanitizer and all the little door openings so that you can wash, you can sanitize your hands at all the given times and it'll be right there. And we, we say this, and I said this in our video announcement, if you don't feel well, and I mean even a little under the weather, we're going to ask you to play it safe during the season and stay home, which there'll be an online service that you can still participate in. For everyone else, we'll see you... Uh, next Sunday, June the 7th at 9 and 1045, pay attention to our social media and um, our uh, email. You'll get a detailed list of how this is going to play out. But we look forward to, and I'm not playing on this just because I've said this, we, but we look forward to taking that first step back into our public services. So I, this, for the first time in many, many weeks, I get to say to some of you, I'll see you next week. We love you guys. Have a great week.